You are now tuned in to the Prescription for Purpose podcast, the number one podcast for Christian women to learn how to apply God's principles to fulfill your God-ordained purpose. Every episode will empower you with the tools and wisdom necessary so you can strategically execute and excel in every area of your life. This is the place for you to learn how to walk in purpose, to walk with purpose, and to fulfill God's purpose. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Prescription for Purpose podcast. I'm so excited, y'all, to run back our most played episode of 2023, mostly because it is our birthday. It has officially been four years since the Goggles and Girl Talk slash Rx for Purpose podcast originally launched, and it has been an amazing, amazing ride. I'm so grateful for all of you who have listened to the show, who may be new here, you may be an OG, for continuing to ride with me. I'm so happy, y'all. We have so many new things coming up in the new year. We are officially back, okay, come Wednesday Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Get your notes. Have the things. We are so, so, so excited for this new season. We're going to be talking about your spiritual wellness, soul care, like all of the things that God has really been dropping off over the time that I've been away on the off season. Girl, we coming in hot. Okay. So I love y'all. Happy New Year. I'm so grateful for y'all being here. Make sure y'all drop a review for the show as we get ready to gear up for next year. If you've been listening, whether it's for a little bit or a long time, if this show has blessed you, go ahead and drop a review. I absolutely love them. Um, It helps also for us to continue to evangelize and for the show to reach new heights. Send this to someone who needs to hear it. Our top played episode of 2023 was all about the spiritual disciplines that you need to be successful, okay? And this was for 2023, but baby, it applies. It applies to January 1, 2024. So I love you, girl. God bless you. Make sure that y'all subscribe to the things. Hop over to YouTube. Get connected because we're back. Hey guys, and welcome to the Prescription for Purpose podcast. I am so excited about today's episode where we are going to be talking about the spiritual disciplines that you need to have in place so you can solidify your success for this year. And I wanted to start off the year talking about this because honestly, y'all, it's the time, okay? Y'all know in January, we have all the plans, we have all this energy, effort, and we're ready to do all of the things. Somehow before MLK Day even rolls around, we quit. Okay, we have been done with that. (laughs) And I don't want that to be our story here at the Prescription for Purpose podcast. And so I really ask God to highlight to me um, just some ways in which we can utilize spiritual discipline to establish our success. And what God showed me first is that we have to really make sure that we have established the proper definition of success, right? Before we can really dissect what's required for us to achieve success, we have to all be working from God's definition of success and not the world's definition of success, right? And it really made me 
think like, you know, could it be that one of the biggest reasons why we feel overwhelmed and defeated is because we've conformed to the world's definition of success and we've positioned our heart and our desires to go after those things instead of positioning our heart and our desires to be submitted to God's plan. See, God doesn't care about us having stuff, but when we put stuff first, we are making idols out of stuff. And so if we look at success by the standards of the world, then success is measured by our net worth. It's measured by what our houses look like, our Instagram followers, or any other arbitrary measurement that we chase after that really don't mean nothing. And so when I studied the word success in the Bible, God revealed to me that there is a lot of simplicity in achieving success. And if you are new here, I always say that simplicity and ease are not the same thing. There can only be one or two steps and that makes it simple, but it doesn't necessarily make it easy to do. But it is very simple because biblical success is not determined by the results that I get. Biblical success is merely determined by how well I manage what God has given me. So stewardship. Biblical success is defined as our ability to utilize wisdom, discernment, and discipline to fulfill God's desired plan for our lives. Okay, I'm gonna run it back one more good time. Biblical success is defined as our ability to utilize wisdom, discernment, and discipline to fulfill God's plan for our lives. It is not what you have. It's how you utilize the tools, the talents and treasures that God has given you to fulfill his desired results. So you don't need more money. You need to be a better steward over the money that you have. You don't need more time. You need to be a better steward over the time that you have. Success is us taking God's stuff and doing his will. And that means that we simply just have to be committed and submitted because God has already given us everything that we need to accomplish his will. And you read that in second Peter one and three. Okay. We have everything that we need, despite what the world is telling us, despite what your mind is trying to tell you, despite all of these other things that are lies from the pit to hell, God has given us everything that we need to achieve his will here on earth. And so now that we understand that the true goal is simply to use wisdom, simply to use discernment and discipline to fulfill God's purpose, I think that we can move forward with understanding what's required as far as spiritual disciplines. And I've also found that one of the biggest challenges that we don't even really know what a discipline is, right? And discipline has two fundamental definitions. The first being correction, right? And we shouldn't run from discipline as correction because the Bible tells us that God disciplines those whom he loves. And a lot of times because we have this distorted view of discipline, because we may have experienced trauma or abuse, we don't like discipline. Okay, can't nobody tell me nothing, child. I'm grown. And that's why you're sitting in the same spot and you're in this perpetual cycle of foolishness. Okay, we have to be open to correction and we shouldn't run from it because this is how God displays his love for us. So that's the first role of discipline is correction. The second role of discipline is training. When you go to school, you study a discipline. Nursing is my discipline. Education may be your discipline. And so it's so important to understand this definition as well. So I'm going to run it back, okay? Discipline is defined as training that perfects and increases our, our capability, our power, and authority to fulfill our purpose. 
Discipline is the training that perfects and increases our capability, our power, and our authority to fulfill our purpose. So we love to talk about how we have the authority of God, but you're not even trained in how to utilize that thing. Like, what? You talking about you you got the authority? No, no, you just know some scriptures. <laughs> no, sis, you ain't got it quite yet. But with discipline, God increases our capability and our power and our authority to utilize the tools that he's given us. And the Bible even tells us in Proverbs 12 and 1, it says to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Now, the Bible said it's stupid. It literally says it is stupid. I'm reading from the NLT. That's not even the message. I was scared to look at the message version. Proverbs 12 and 1. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Okay? If you are faithful to the disciplines of God, then we have privy to his wisdom, to his strategy, and his instruction. And the great part about this is that success is not something that you have to do in your own strength. It's not something that you have to do in your own power or by your own might. In fact, it's actually impossible for you to truly be successful or walk in purpose without God. Please remember that it is his purpose that we are fulfilling. We love to quote Jeremiah 29, 11, So I know the plans that I have for you, but we go everywhere else but to God for the plans. We looking at what Instagram say the plan should be, what your mom and them said the plan should be, but we are fulfilling the purpose that we want to fill is the purpose that God created us for. And so if you're looking to be successful and you are not going to God to ask him what success looks like for your life, then we are out of order. And we need to make sure that we are taking heed to God's correction, his training, because that is what's going to increase our capacity to be able to do what we've been called to do. So all we need to do to be successful is to be willing and ready to be trained using the tools that God has given us. And so I want to talk about some of these tools for discipline that you need to focus on this year. Okay. Our first tool is and will always be Bible study. Because the number one reason that people of faith are not successful in what God has called us to do is because a lot of us are biblically illiterate. Okay, we suffer from biblical illiteracy and the enemy is busting our head. That means that we do not understand what is written in the Bible in its context and in the way that God meant for it to be applied to our lives. We are not in God's word. We are not studying and applying it. And we have become way too comfortable with believing secondhand um, what God is saying. And we're not deep diving for ourselves. So your pastor say something, but you won't go test every spirit. And little do you know, you about to see him on the news Cause he out here in one of these child trafficking rings and you just been sitting up under this man and you have, you haven't had the wisdom or discernment, not because God isn't speaking, but because we're not seeking him. And it's so dangerous because now in the, the age of the internet, anybody can hop online and be somebody's pastor. Anybody can hop online and be somebody's pastor. And we want to amen and hallelujah and high five and the word be trash. Because it's not what God has said. And this is such a dangerous place to be in because there's so much false doctrine. God's word is our sword. 
right? We, we see that in Ephesians 6. So it's our weapon that we need to defeat the enemy. And it's the number one place to go to hear from God. If you are struggling to hear from God, you need to learn how to study his word because he speaks through his word. His word is living. It's breathing. Him and his word are one. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. He was wrapped in flesh, came down here, and that's Jesus. That That's John 1 and 1. God and his word cannot be separated. So if you're neglecting the word of God, you're neglecting a relationship with God. And the Bible also tells us that studying and obeying the training in the Bible is the only way to see success. Joshua 1 and 8 says to study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. We love to skip a lot of these pieces. We love study this word day and night, meditate on it. But we forgot the obey part. So you have to obey everything written in it. And then, only then will you succeed and prosper. So if you're studying and not obeying, that's like the Pharisees. You know what's in it, but you're not applying it to your life. You're not going to see success. It's not enough for you just to commit the Bible to memory. You have to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer of the word. We have to make sure that we're reading God's word in totality. Uh, we love to quote Matthew 6 and 33 that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we say that, oh, I'm seeking him. But the other half of that verse is and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, meaning that we have to live in right standing. We're not called to be perfect, but there should be a level of progression on our life. And if you're not living right, if you're if you think you can be out here blatantly sinning and, and think that all things are going to be added unto you, girl. No, ma'am, that's not how it works. <laughs> OK, when I read Joshua one and eight, it's the only then for me. Because we overlook these details, but a lot of times that is where our true training, our instruction, and that's where our freedom lives, is in these details. So we're going to have to deepen our understanding and intentional study of God's word, or you can forget having any. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Level of success. And if you need help with learning how to study God's word, this is exactly why Prescription for Purpose exists. We have free masterclasses. We have all the things. Make sure you download the Prescription for Purpose app. It literally is a tool made to help women learn how to study God's word because biblical illiteracy is out here killing us. And we're just allowing it to happen, but not on my watch. Amen. Okay. So our first discipline is biblical study. The next is prayer and fasting. Okay. Prayer and fasting are so critical to our success this year because prayer is the place where God imparts faith and strategy to us. Okay. God gives us faith. We bring hope to the table. We bring trust to the table, but God imparts faith to us. And the Bible talks about how we are not even able to please God without faith in Hebrews 11 and 6. And so it's so important that we are in constant communication with our father and not just simply going to him and, and giving him this list of all these things that we want for ourselves without submitting our heart to him and us preferring what he prefers. That's our definition of love is to prefer what God prefers. We want God to prefer what we prefer and to give us what we want when we want it. And that's just not how this works. And you see this in Ephesians 2 and 8. The Bible says, for by grace, we have been saved through faith. And it is not your, not of yourselves. It is a gift from God. Our faith is a gift from God. His grace is, is a gift. And so we need to make sure that we're operating in it. And then I love James 1 and 5, where we learn that if we need wisdom, we can go to God and he's eager to give it to us. The Bible says he gives it to us without rebuke. And then verse 6 says, but we can only have our faith placed in God. If our faith is placed anywhere else, then we are not going to receive what we need. It means that that is how we know when we're double minded. And the Bible says that we can expect nothing from him. Our problem is that we like to run to Instagram, we like to run to Facebook, we like to run to your mama before we seek God for wisdom. You should seek God first. And then when you go to your wise counsel, because wise counsel is not bad. And when I say wise, I don't mean just that they're smart, but that they actually are seeking God on your behalf. And they're not going to speak anything that is not in alignment with God's word and his will for your life. But when you go to your wise counsel, the way that this should work is that they should simply add and confirm or expound on what God has already said. So I'm in prayer and God tells me something. And then if I have a question, I may go and talk to my pastor about it and he may give more revelation or he may confirm what God has already said. I may go to my prayer partner and she will just confirm what God has already said. And sometimes she even reminds me of things that God had said to me previously. Fasting is also important, okay? Fasting teaches us how to start being led by the Father and not being led by our feelings, okay? Not being led by our flesh because our flesh be getting us in more trouble than the devil do, okay? Fasting, it provides clarity and it really builds our capacity to deny ourselves. And that's really where we struggle. We want to blame the devil, but a lot of times it be our decisions that get us into trouble, And when you see leaders in the Bible 
They often prayed and fasted before battles. They prayed and fasted before making big decisions. And they prayed and fasted um, while they were planning strategy. And we must learn how to properly apply prayer and fasting because these are not manipulation tactics to get God to do what we want him to do. But they're tools to help us learn how to have the capacity to do what God wants us to do. So a lot of times you may be like, ooh, I know little Ray Ray, my husband, God, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast and we're going to go to this conference, even though you done told me 16 times that he not the husband and you keep showing me all these red flags and them flags is red and it's not for the blood of Jesus. It's because he is not who I'm supposed to be with, but because I want him, I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast and God, I'm going to expect you to show up. And that's using God's tools as manipulation. Instead of praying and fasting and when God said to leave Ray Ray alone, you get up and leave Ray Ray alone. Not that it's easy, but it's simple. Okay, if you need help to learn about prayer and fasting, make sure you go over to our website. You can um, type in uh, in the search bar prayer that we've done so many episodes on prayer. I've even done an entire episode on fasting um, and I'll link that in the show notes for you. But we have so many resources on praying and fasting, building a, a healthy prayer relationship and also fasting as a spiritual discipline and not as a manipulation tactic. Okay, now let's roll over to our last spiritual discipline. The last spiritual discipline, and I want y'all to listen and listen to me good. If you want to be successful, you are going to have to learn the discipline of rest. You have to sit down. You have to take a nap. Too often, we are so overloaded and burnt out because we're trying to fulfill God's purpose in our own strength. And we have to learn how to rest in God. Psalm 46 and 10 tells us to be still and know that I am God. And when you look at the word still in the Hebrew, it is a space or a place for healing. And we cannot run this race without taking the proper opportunity for us to find rest and for us to recover. The enemy will absolutely use fatigue to take you out of the fight. It's just as much of, uh, of uh, takes a lot of faith also to rest, right? It's just as much work as what I was looking for because we love to talk about, but faith without work is dead. It takes work, probably even more work in my opinion, for you to do what only what God has called you to do and to do nothing else. Because we love to be hands on as human beings, we love to think that we're just helping God figure out our life. But he said, no, I told you to do step one and two, and I am step three and four. And we want to do step one, two, three, and four. And then we'll find ourselves burnt out, tired, and overwhelmed. But rest is a big part of the faith with the work. Because when we rest, it makes room for God to be exalted and for him to demonstrate his power. You cannot do what God has called you to do on your own. So I want us all to decide right here and now to stop trying. You you feel overwhelmed because you didn't put your cross down and decided that you was going to pick up the cross of God. And you're going to buckle underneath the pressure every time because it's entirely too heavy. We could never. John the Baptist has said that he couldn't even tie Jesus' sandals. We could never. 
So we have to learn how to rest. Rest is so critical because it ensures that we can sustain for the long game. This is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And in Galatians 6 and 9, we learn that making it to the finish line is where you're able to receive your reward. The Bible says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At the right time, you will receive a harvest if we do not give up. But if you are so fatigued because you don't know how to rest, you are going to be exhausted before you even make it to the finish line. The enemy will absolutely use fatigue for you to fall out of the race. So you have to ratata, okay? That's the scripture, that's the studying, that's the prayer. You have to do all of that. And then you also have to rest. You have to ratata, as Tatum says, and rest. And when we learn that as believers, we will find ourselves so much more well-balanced. We'll be able to sustain the long haul and not dropping out of what God has called us to do come February 1st because we came out Full guns blazing. There's a pace of grace that we have to sustain. So remember that success is us doing what God has called us to do. Success is doing what God has called us to do, utilizing his wisdom, utilizing his tools, utilizing his power so that he can increase our capability. Discipline corrects us and it also teaches us. And in order for us to learn, We have to love discipline because to hate correction is stupid. Proverbs 12 and 1. And the way that we do this, the disciplines that we need to focus on are Bible study, prayer and fasting, and rest. And I want to give y'all just a little example of what this looks like. I needed to increase my understanding of God's word. So last year I went to seminary completed a biblical study certificate. Now, everyone is not called to do that. But what I'm saying is I was intentional about increasing my knowledge in God's word. And that was the route that God told me to take. So I went to him and said, God, I really want to increase my knowledge in your word. He tells me to go do X, Y, and Z. I wanted to become more diligent in my prayer life. So a friend and I incorporated a morning prayer call. We prayed Monday through Friday together at 530. And this helped me um, establish a, a level of support that I needed in this area, especially because I was struggling with getting up early. Then I was dealing with a couple things last year and God told me to fast um, once a week from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. until he gave me the breakthrough and gave me the command to rest. Then I had to get intentional about the rest. So I had to allow God to redesign how I live my life. So rest for me meant going to seasonal podcasting because I need the time to to rest and recover in order to teach effectively. It means not working on the weekends and only um, putting a few items on my schedule in a day to complete. Because what we'll do is have eight things on our to-do list, knowing good and well, you don't even have the capacity to do that. Now you're not pleased with the work that you've done for the day and you feel like you're missing out on something. I love that. um, I can't remember where I heard this, but now I say it often. It's like nowhere in scripture can you find Jesus in a rush to get anywhere. He wasn't running nowhere. He didn't run at all. His friend died and he was like, all right, I'll be there when I get there. (laughs) 
Like, we have to learn how to rest. We have to learn how to go and seek God. Jesus would go away. He would leave the crowds to go pray and to get that strategy from God. We have to learn how to study God's word. When Jesus was in the wilderness um, fighting with Lil Lucy, okay, when Lil Lucy was trying to uh, uh, tempt him in the wilderness, Lil Lucy tried to use scripture and he twisted and flipped it to try to, I said flipped it, he twisted and flipped it, yes I did, um, so try to make it to where Jesus would try to exalt his flesh and not be really submitted to the Father. And Jesus had to know enough scripture to be able to, to rightfully divide the word and to defeat the enemy. And so if Jesus used biblical study, if Jesus used prayer and fasting, and if Jesus used rest because that man was sleeping in the bottom of a boat in the middle of the storm, if he did those things, what is the likelihood that we need to do that as his disciples? I'm telling you the the chance is 100% that that's what you need to be doing. So your strategy this week is for you to sit down and I want you to get in front of God and I need you to ask him how the plans that you have for this year meet his definition of success. And I want you to be open to letting him remove, reorder, and redesign your goals and plans, especially if you made these goals and plans without seeking him first. Okay, within that plan, you should have some intentional things that you're going to do this year that are non-negotiable to help you grow in the disciplines of God. And this is not anything that you have to do on your own. God is going to, to, to empower you and strengthen you. And he's going to respond because you're acting in his will. When you pray for things that are within God's will, he will give them to you. So know that you're not doing this on your own. Know that this is about progress and not perfection. I'm so grateful that God's way to success it isn't a secret, right? It's like the secrets to success. No, it's not secretive. It's just going to require some discipline. Okay, so that is it for this week's episode. Cheers to a successful and prosperous start to 2023. Okay, like we can do this, y'all. We absolutely can do this. And I'm so excited to just hear the testimonies. I'm so excited to see the growth that God does in each and every one of our lives. Okay, so I love y'all. God bless y'all. And I will talk to y'all next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.